Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your host, Jake, and alongside me, as usual, is my co-host, Luke. Henry Cavill, just a great guy. I got no fact today. <laughs> just seems like a great dude. I agree. Um, so today we have some Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness news. Some Sock the Hedgehog news and some Batman 2 news. Maybe. Maybe. So how you doing, Luke? I, I'm, I'm All here. All right, first up. He's going to say he's he here and he's doing me. terrible. All right, so first up. Sock the Hedgehog universe expands as Sega and Paramount sign off on third film and Knuckles spinoff series at Paramount Plus with Idris Elba reprising role. Oof. So we're getting a fucking Sonic Cinematic Universe. Do we need a Sonic Cinematic Universe? Mm, uh, Paramount and Sega think so. Wait, so well, I, well, I, we'll, we'll see if the second one does... As yeah. well as the first one. I've always been in the, the the mindset that sometimes you need to let things die. Like, even if they're a great movie, like, it doesn't always need a sequel and a third and a fourth and a spinoff. But money. But money. But I, I get... And if there's two things Hollywood loves, it's money and pedophilia. <laughs> I, I get the, the mindset behind it. I just... I don't know. I feel like after a while, it's just going to be like, Another one. Another one. Another one. All right. So this comes from Deadline. We are delighted to announce that the third Sonic theatrical film and the first live-action Sonic series for Paramount Plus are being actively developed. We've got a remarkable partnership with Paramount. I'm sure they're owned by like the same company. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and we are excited to continue expanding the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise with them. Sega CEO Haruki Satomi said, 2022 is shaping up to be a significant year for the franchise, with the second film being released this April, as well as Sonic Frontiers, the highly anticipated video game title coming this holiday. Never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard about that either. Sonic has been beloved by fans across the world for over 30 years, and we look forward to continuing to bring memorable moments and experiences to them for many years to come. And we look forward to just many taking our most years. recognizable IP and shoving it down your yeah. throat. Oh, shit. Everything's got to be a fucking cinematic universe. Thanks, Disney. Right. Now, they said that the, the Knuckles spinoff is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to fare... Better or worse than a lot of the uh, straight to Disney plus Marvel spinoffs? Probably worse. Because of Paramount Plus? Yeah. Like, who the fuck is Paramount Plus? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was trying to think of like, I I have it. I'm trying to think of anything good on there, and I, I can't really come up with anything off the top of my head. Um, yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't see them being able to have a successful cinematic universe like fucking no i like marvel well i know that the the cartoon back in the day did fairly well and it had a 
and there was a, a newer one, not newer as in the past five years, but I it had a pretty expansive cast. So it's not that they don't have the characters to draw off of. I just don't think the interest in side characters really is there. Knuckles is cool, though. Knuckles is cool. And then you have Tails, which he's going to be. He wasn't in the first one, but he's no, going to be in the second one. he right? was teased at the, the end credits. Right. And then I think there's what, like Sally? Who the fuck is Sally? It was like the pink hedgehog. I don't fucking know. It was, it was like Sonic's love interest, but that's about as. And there's more, but that's about as. See, those are the only three you yeah. know. So there's not really interest in the side characters, I think. Yeah, I I think, uh, like the new thing, thanks thanks to HBO and uh, Disney, uh, companies putting what they think are going to be successful, high quality shows on their streaming services, because that's what HBO is doing. Right, what they're going to do with like the Batgirl film and all their shit is going to be on HBO. Well, straight away. HBO is a track record of putting good movies on HBO, right? Like when Wonder Woman 84 yeah. came out and they put that. I haven't heard of a good new movie that's gone straight to Paramount Plus. <laughs> I haven't heard anything going to Paramount Plus yeah. besides the fucking Knuckles spinoff series now. All right. Fuck. Yeah, that's all the thoughts I have on that. My overall thoughts? Meh. Eh. Meh. I'll, I'll probably, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the second Sonic. We'll see. Yeah. I'll give it a it shot. a third. See if Idris Elba is a good Knuckles. I mean, I don't think there's anything bad that Idris Elba can do, really. Um, yeah, me either. It was a great fucking blood sport. Yeah. The Suicide Squad movie. Exactly. That's what should be the next fucking HBO series. I'd uh, fucking watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Like a good one. Like a good, good one. In the comics, he's able to, like, teleport weapons to him. Oh, really? Unlike in the movie where they made it, like, realistic, where he just takes the parts off of his fucking costume and right. puts them together. Yeah. Eh. You'd think with all the, like, the amount of CGI they're willing to do, they could just teleport yeah. guns to him. and it might have been easier. Yeah. So, I mean, putting the weapons together, I'm pretty sure it was CGI. Pro- it probably was. I'm sure it wasn't uh, practical. Um I'm sure some of it was. Oh, yeah, like him like grabbing the stuff is probably practical. But, like, <laughs> and then the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, like it coming together. But, all right, what, what do you got next? Uh, speaking of practical, I don't know. Last week we reported on the... <laughs> speaking fa- of <laughs> transition. Segway <laughs> Sam. Uh, speaking of last... Well, last week we reported on the fact that uh, fans may have seen Deadpool. Oh, yeah. The Multiverse of Madness poster. Poster. Well, Ryan Reynolds has respond. Is uh, chatting with Variety. He said, "I guess I'm not really supposed to say anything about that, but I'm really not in the movie." He said, "I could be an unreliable narrator, but I'm promising you, I'm not in the movie." Which we've heard before. Yeah, Andrew Garfield kicked it off. Now everyone's fucking pulling an Andrew Garfield. But also, uh, Sir Patrick's Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir. Says that he's not in the movie either. Yeah. Even though I get it, they could CGI the character and have someone imitate his voice, but I, I, that, that's what they did on the book of Boba Fett with Luke Skywalker. Did they? Yeah, they had a young Luke Skywalker and they deep faked uh, young Mark Hamill's face onto, onto an actor and 
had someone that sounded like him. Uh, they're probably doing that then. See, at, at first I was like, come on. Yeah, it, it might just be how, how it looks in the trailer where mm. everything is dark and you only see like the shadow of people. Yeah. It could just oh, be someone yeah. that sounds like fucking Patrick Stewart. Yeah, because he responded and he says, you know, people have been imitating my voice ever since I came on the stage 60 years ago, so I can't be held responsible for that. Not me. And at first I was like, okay, they're like, keep it hush-hush or sign an NDA or whatever. Yeah. But now that we've thought this through, I, I think not bringing back Sir Patrick Stewart for that role is doing the fans a disservice because he was like, when they started the film franchise of the X-Men, he was the first one. Like, you kind of... The Fox X-Men. Yeah. You kind of have to have him play the... I mean, I know other people have played the character. James McAvoy? Yeah. If you're going to have... At least in the trailer, it seems like there's a guy that looks exactly like him. If you're going to use his likeness, you got to use his voice. In my opinion. And it's definitely his fucking voice. Yeah, exactly. Uh... I don't know. I think they should just do away with the fucking Fox X-Men franchise. Why? I liked it. Yeah. Really? I mean, the majority of the movies were fucking subpar. I, well, I mean, I agree with that. I think the casting was done very well for the parts. I, it was visually pleasing, but the story wasn't great. I loved, like, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, um, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, but... The third one sucked. Third one for both franchises, Which I think. Which one was the third one for the fu- the f- original franchise? Uh, the Last Stand, where Jean uh, Grey, quote unquote, dies and she kills fucking oh. she kills Cyclops and. Is that bef- after she came back as Phoenix? That was the that was the movie. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Ter- I, terrible adaptation. It, it was fine. There's a great caravan of garbage YouTube video where they cover it. Oh, is there? <laughs> it's fucking funny. They've been covering the Twilight franchise, mm-hmm. so that's been fucking fun to listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it, I just got the notification the other day that they're talking about Twilight. I, I actually, I was listening to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do, like, uh, yeah, it's just the same audio. Yeah. But they upload it to streaming services or, or I, podcast services. As far as this goes, I guess we'll see because we can't trust any actor who says we're not in the movie anymore. You can't fucking trust trailers. You can't. <laughs> if I If I can leave here... Telling you, you one you thing. You can't ever leave. Ever. Telling you one thing. It's never trust actors. Yeah, because a lot of them are pedophiles. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of... Pedophiles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of people, hush, hush. Uh, Tom Holland plans to take a break after Spider-Man 4. So... Andrew Garfield, hush, hush, about Spider-Man. Um, this comes from comicbook.com, which was pretty clickbaity. Yeah. But I still wanted to include it. Uh, like, yeah, I'm just taking a month off. Tom Holland is still out on the road to promote his next film and adaptation of the video game series Uncharted when asked by Cinepop if he will be going from promoting Uncharted right back to putting on the Spider-Man costume for Spider-Man 4 Tom Holland made it unequivocally clear he's taking a break from the Marvel movie franchise. And then this is the quote. I am going back to shoot a TV show for Apple, which I'm really excited about. But I can confidently say that after I finish that TV show, I will be taking a break. So he doesn't say anything about the Marvel movie franchise. 
Yeah, he's not like, oh, I'm taking a break after Spider-Man 4. It's like, unless the fucking, the TV show for Apple is a Spider-Man TV show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He just signed on for three more movies, right? Uh, Spider-Man movies? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, Uncharted, they're doing a whole trilogy. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's paid right now. Uh, Yeah, he's doing so many fucking movies along with his Along with fucking Zendaya. Yeah. Um, my point was, like, how long of a... I guess it doesn't specify, but it can't be that long of a break. Because if he yeah. does Spider-Man 4, he still has two more Spider-Man movies. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm going to take two years off. Cause like, <laughs> Sorry, he's, Sony he, and Marvel. He, he's already getting into his 30s, you know? I know, I know. Well, it'd be cool to fucking see him portray an older, uh, mature I, fucking... Spider-Man. I agree, but the the well-traveled way, Spider-Man. The way things seem is that they just replace Spider-Man with a younger version each time. Yeah, and I don't see Sony really breaking that trend. Maybe Marvel's like, no, come on, let's let's continue this story yeah. a little bit. And Sony's like, yes, Daddy, because <laughs> yeah. they're making them. Marvel's money. like, all right, Sony, we actually have a fucking good <laughs> good franchise going with Spider-Man. Uh, let's not fuck it up. We're hopefully going to make it past three, but. Uh, yeah, the, I'm sure it's in his contract that I'm I'm sure like he knows when they're gonna start filming Spider-Man Four. So yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna take a break, which is just which, that fucking which, time period. With all the, I guess I don't know when Spider-Man Three wrapped up, but he had to start filming Uncharted like directly after that. Yeah, and then he's doing the press junket for they're both. Sony movies. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he might have been shooting them at the same oh, fucking time. That's true. Plus, like, the press junket for Spider Man and then the press junket for Uncharted. Like, and now he's going to go do this TV show. I'd want a freaking break, too, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. And, and then he did Hot Ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how these motherfuckers can do it, but I guess the millions of dollars for each movie helps. Yeah. No, I would. <laughs> Like I don't need a break. Just keep paying me millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Unless his doctor's like, you have the body of a 70 year old man from all this work. It's not like Tom Holland's doing like all the stunts. No, definitely so. not. Yeah, I want I want to see his stuntman. I want to see how similar looking they are. There's a picture of uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland with their. With oh, their really? Spider-Man stunt doubles. Ooh, I might have to check that out. And their costumes posing. Kind of a cringe photo, but mm. it's pretty uh, cool to see them all together. Someone, Some security guard might try to steal it. All right. Segway. Well, Segway. Well, from Spider-Man to Batman. Ooh. See that? See that? No, I, I heard throw. it. Uh, Matt Reeves, of course. The is director? Yeah. Director of, of the Batman of the Planet of the Apes trilogy, yes, <laughs> uh, was speaking to Collider recently, and he t- was talking about the possibility of Mister Freeze uh, working in possibly the sequel. Hopefully, they bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes, just old man Mister Freeze. I to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, <laughs> He said, in my view, I just feel drawn to finding the grounded versions of everything. So to me, it'd be a, it would be a challenge in an interesting way 
to try and figure out how that could happen. And the idea is something like Mr. Freeze, that's such a great story, right? Right? Right. <laughs> I think there's actually a grounded version of that story which could be really powerful and should be really great. Which, if anybody could probably make it happen, I guess without seeing the Batman yet, like I guess I don't know how he's adapting characters on film. Yeah. But from what I see in like the trailers and all the clips that's been released online, it looks pretty freaking good. It looks really good. So I, I have faith that if he was to take a obviously campy and weird character like Mr. Freeze, he could probably do a... Dude, Mr. Freeze was dope in the fucking Arkham games. I wonder how he would do it to make it more grounded. Because obviously he wouldn't have like... I wish they'd stop fucking making grounded comic book movies. They're fucking comic books, man. It's about this dude that's at peak physical condition that fucking fucking dresses up in a bat costume and goes crime fighting at night. Fights fucking clowns and people in fucking, (laughs) fucking cold suits. Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. We haven't had a live action Mr. Freeze. Well, there was a version of him in uh, the Gotham TV series. Was there? Yeah. I, I didn't watch that far, so I didn't actually see him. I never watched the TV series. I wonder how'd they do him in there? Was it much of the same where he was in that suit? Uh, he wasn't wearing like the, like the glass helmet. No. Yeah, I think that he was just blue, and he he was in a suit, just not with the with the fucking helmet. Huh. Yeah. Well, all right, all right then. All right. Um. Yeah. Fingers fucking crossed that. Um, the Batman's good. I I can't imagine it. I'm not gonna say it. It's gonna be a masterpiece, but I think it's gonna be good. I'm gonna fucking say it. it's gonna be a fucking masterpiece. Whoa. Put my fucking stamp Big if on true. it. Fuck <laughs> 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 fucking ghost knocking my comic books over. Um, yeah, I think I read recently that Matt Reeves wants to do a Catwoman spinoff. I don't know if uh, I can't remember if it was a series or a movie. I think I read that too. I think it was a series. I'd watch it. Just I'd probably watch it too. Watch her fucking be a a cat burglar if. I forget the actress's name who plays it. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, if she does a good job with the character in the movie. Like all this rides on how the movie is. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like if it's like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, go fuck yourself. I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> she was a good catwoman. I hate Anne Hathaway. <laughs> oh man. I said it before, I'll say it again. I like her as a as a actor. I'll say it again. I like her as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, speaking of DC Segway, uh, Peacemaker has been renewed for season two by HBO Max. Have you checked out? I haven't even checked oh, out season man. one yet. That's a wild show. I hear I, I keep seeing really good reviews for it and articles saying, like, they do a good job. And we'll stop reading reviews and fucking watch the series. Yeah. Okay. We'll stop watching Kill Count and actually watch the movie. Uh, I do. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this comes from Deadline as well. Uh, Sarah Aubrey, head of original content HBO Max, said, The brilliance of James Gunn once again shines with Peacemaker. He took this character brought to life by the inimitable 
John Cena and created an exceptional series that simultaneously that's simultaneously thrilling, hilarious, and heartfelt, showcasing the humanity beneath this team of misfits living in a superhuman world. As the first original DC show to have its series premiere on HBO Max, we're thrilled that the viewers agreed to give Peace a fucking chance. Um, yeah, James Gunn is going to do, he's going to write and direct all of season two as well. Nice. He did all of season one. He's like super attached to this project now. <laughs> like before, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do the movie. I'm going to do it right. And now he's like, I'm going to do everything yeah. that involves <laughs> Suicide Squad. And I'm gonna, probably because DC's, yeah, just getting a whole bunch of that DC money. He's like, yeah, I'll do yeah. it all. I don't give yeah. a shit. Let me do what the fuck I want. Pay me this fucking money. Let me and put I'll... Batman in here too. Yeah. Come on, fork it over. Um, are, are you going to watch the show? I it's in my plans. It's not like something I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna watch that. It's just a matter of whenever, whenever I get to it. Do you want me to spoil what happens in the uh, a thing that happens in the finale? Yes. Uh, the Justice League shows up. <gasps> oh, I read about that actually. Sans fucking Batman and Cyborg because fucking Ray Fisher. And then wasn't Superman like a a shadow? That yeah, was the, obviously they were all shadows at first. Uh, and then they show Aquaman and uh, the Flash talking to each other. Oh, okay. And Peacemaker uh, says to Aquaman that he fucks fish. <laughs> and Jason Momoa's Aquaman's like, uh, I'm sick of that fucking rumor. Like, he fucking swears. Oh, what? Ooh. DC's mature. <laughs> and Barry, Ezra Miller's... Barry uh, was like, it's not a rumor. And <laughs> nice. Jason Momoa's Aquaman's like, fuck you, Barry. Um, Swears again. Yeah, because I read that fans were mad that the Superman was obviously Henry Cavill's Superman. Yeah, but it was. Henry Cavill wasn't there. And it was Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, too, obviously, but right. she wasn't there. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that they couldn't get henry cavill yeah they definitely fucking could but just, i understand i understand gal gadot because she's doing a shit ton of projects like yeah. if you look at her imdb she has a whole bunch too, of projects too many projects some would say yeah some say but <laughs> too I think much gal gadot if if unless henry cavill is shooting season three of the witcher i don't know much about what he's doing right now mm. and it's obvious if the powers that be would pay attention that the fans want more Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh, I'm sure that they fucking know. But they're not doing anything. They just don't know what to do with fucking Superman. Well, when I read those talking about a price tag, I'm like, pay him what he wants. You'll get the money out of it. Yeah. And have James Gunn direct it. <laughs> Jim Carrey got $20 million for the cable guy, and look how shitty of a movie that was. <laughs> just give him what he wants. That was a great movie. It was fine. It was terrible. <laughs> the 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 budget for the movie was fifty six million dollars, and twenty of that was for Jim Carrey. It was a big fucking name. He was a draw. Did you see the Super Bowl commercial? Uh, I saw cl- uh, snippets of it. I didn't actually watch it. It was like Cable Guy, and some fucking chick looks through her fucking whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, people. Yeah, and. Uh, she's like, oh, I got Verizon Fios. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Glad I didn't and see he's that. He's like, okay, see you later. I'm Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm going to go back and paint. Yeah, I, I read that Marvel shot the Barry Allen cameo mm-hmm. uh, for James Gunn. And then DC shot uh, Chuck Woody's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 like audition tape or some shit. So, what? Yeah. So James Gunn's fucking getting Marvel and DC to do favors for each other. If anybody can bring those two worlds together, I guess it's James Gunn. It's James Gunn. James Earl Gunn. James Earl Jones Gunn. All right. Segway. Segway from. <sighs> I got nothing. So, <laughs> from one article to from another. One, yeah, I was trying. To, I was trying to think of a segue on the spot. Uh, segue is... on the spot. More or less about a movie that I didn't know was coming out, but has a really freaking good cast. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yep, that's it, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Podcast finished forever. Um, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a Martin Scorsese directed flick. Does it explain what the fuck the title means? If you just let me no. finish. As the host of this podcast, I'm allowed to interrupt. (laughs) It will. So this is the synopsis. Killers of the Flower Moon is set in northeastern region of Oklahoma in the 1920s as members of the Osage tribe are murdered in mysterious circumstances after large oil deposits were discovered under their land. The story revolves around the newly formed Federal Bureau of Investigation led by J. Edgar Hoover as they investigate the murders in the area to determine the culprit. This thing is star-studded, sir. It's got Leo. Of course. It's a fucking Scorsese movie. It's got De Niro. Ooh, he's old. I know. It's got Jesse Plemons. I don't know who that is. It's Matt Damon. He was in uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh. As as the boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Yes, Matt Damon. (laughs) Lily Gladstone. Stone. Who's that? Stone. I have no idea. But Brendan Fraser. Fuck yeah, dude. Resurgence. Let's go. John Lithgow. I fucking love me some John <laughs> Lithgow. I'm not I'm actually more excited that John Lithgow is in it than he was in anybody. The first Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes movie. Also, he was in um Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> that. What's uh Perry Mason on Amazon? Oh, wait, Perry. Perry Mason. It was like a remake of this old show called Perry Mason about this detective. Mm. And they remade it, and it's dark and gritty, and he was in it. Isn't it's, that a character from Kim Possible? Perry know. the Platypus. Yeah. But that show was amazing, and season two is supposed to be sometime. I don't know. They have they announced that it's... Sometime from now until the end of the earth? Yeah, it, it, it came out like two years ago, and they haven't come out with season two yet they keep like yeah it's coming uh it also has a tantu cardinal which i imagine is one of the osan tribe because never heard of them but it sounds like that pat healy and sturgill simpson sturgill simpson what yeah uh so it says That's amazing get, given the production on killers of the flower moon wrapped back in october it makes sense that scorsese has made a large dent in the editing process for the crime drama by this point in time 
though some could construe that Roth's notes of next November as the release window for the film is pointing towards 2023, it seems more likely that the Oscar-winning writer, writer was referring to later this year. And that that's what got me is I, A, never heard of this project before. Yeah, me either. The, even the, with the fact that it had this cast and Scorsese and it has a possibility of re- releasing later this year, I was like, what the heck is up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? Well, I thought it sounded like a cool movie, and I wanted to report on it. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm fucking sold just on Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I Hopefully mean, he has a fucking substantial role, and it's not just like, hey, Sturgill Simpson. person number one. Yeah. He's, like, at the bar. He's, he's playing music. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the cast is, from the least of all the cast I know, great. Meth Damon, great. He was just in uh, a movie from that era. The Power of the Dog. Oh, I haven't seen that on one. Netflix starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Is does he play that same kind of character? Um, he he kind of always plays this. I don't know how to a white guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's a great actor though. He's a great actor. Uh, the nonchalant kind of idiot mm. character. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, all right. He's typecast, but that's fine. He was a. He was really smart in his Black Mirror episode. You got to watch it. I think I might have to rewatch it because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah. 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 I've never fucking heard of this movie. Yeah. I, me neither. That's why when I, I was scrolling through, it was like, uh, whatever. Scorsese flick. And I was like, cool. And it showed Leo and I guess one of the actresses. I don't actually never recognize her from anything. What was it? Lily Gladstone? Yeah. It showed them like in a scene, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what that's about." And then I like, had to click acting. on had to click on the article. It was like "Killers of the Flower Moon." I was like, "I've never even heard of that project," and it's just weird enough that I feel like if I heard of it, I would remember it. Certain women never heard of that. No. Um, looks familiar. Oh shit! One of the pictures is from "Killers of the Flower Moon." <laughs> And maybe um, I just haven't been really keyed in as much as I need to be, but I feel like I should have heard that before. Uh, don't recognize her from. I don't think I've watched anything that's on her. That's exactly how I felt. Hmm. Well, cool. But Brendan Fraser. Hell yeah. So. It's the I, fucking. You had me at Leo. You kept me with Brendan Fraser. You had me at Brendan Fraser and kept me at Sergio Simpson. <laughs> And John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. John Lithgow's the <laughs> fucking best. All right. Uh, here's a quick hitter or a quick shitter. Joseph Deckelmeyer of the Illuminerdy says oh. that Wolverine will be in Multiverse of Madness but won't be played by Hugh Jackman. What do you think about that? Well, if what Sir Patrick Stewart says is true, probably true, too. Probably they're just, they're just getting characters to play the the heroes and not even bringing well, back the original ones. I which they do. I get that. It is going to be a multiverse. That's true. So it could be like characters from other universes. Uh, a popular choice is Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> that would be amazing. I could see it. Uh, uh, that'd be great. Have I you watched that. Horns? I haven't watched Horns. You should watch that. He he gets pretty serious in that. Does he? Yeah. So I could definitely see it. 
Is that on Amazon? I have no idea. Huh. It came out uh, like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Really? <laughs> uh, it's like a lower budget movie, but it's pretty good. Uh, I'll watch Horns if you watch Swiss Army Man. Nope. Why? Horns is actually a good movie. You haven't even watched Swiss Army Man. <sighs> Don't need to. Why? <laughs> it sounds bad. It's so good. I'm a good judge of movies. No, so. you're not because you haven't watched this movie. It's so good. Um, How can you tell me to watch I'm Thinking of Ending Things but not want to <laughs> watch Swiss Army Man? I'm Thinking of Ending Things was a good movie. <sighs> Just because you didn't understand it, Luke. Dude, that movie was a waste of my time. <laughs> Didn't it make you mad? Yes. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then it turned out to be that old man's like dying. Yeah. <sighs> Great movie. I'm so mad just thinking about that movie right now. I watched the new Scream. Did you? Yeah. Was bad, it, bad movie. Was it just like the old Scream? Nope. No? No, I mean, if a, if you mean like meta and having two killers and... And it was the killer, the killer or killers was somebody that you were introduced to earlier in the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like how in the first movie, they're like talking about the the kills and the possible killer like in front of the school they're all hanging out looking cool right uh yeah that's what it is in this movie too and it starts out with someone getting a phone call getting asked do you like fucking scary movies all right yeah so i didn't need to watch the movie because i already watched the former movies yeah yeah the first one is definitely is definitely better like there's at one point uh ghost face gets shot like five times by dewey nice and Nothing happens. Nothing happens. All right. <laughs> I love that when guns are unrealistic, which happens a lot in movies because, let's be honest, you couldn't shoot a gun and hit somebody in the shoulder and they'd be like, I'm fine, and then go on for another hour. Yeah. But I, when someone gets shot indiscriminately five times, like, and I imagine he was hit in the chest area. And yeah. That bullet's going to hit an artery. Yeah. Let's be honest. uh, When the killers are revealed, they're they're fine. No gunshots. They're fine. (laughs) No wounds, nothing. The fuck? The only part that could have made, like the only thing that could have made that movie good is if you said he got shot five times and nothing happened, but finally, like once the killer was revealed after the, the killing spree was just done. Dying. He just died from all just the crawling on the floor wounds. with a knife. That, that was the only thing. I'd be like, okay, now I'm on board now. Yeah, and one of the killers is like, uh, you remember? Because you, you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the chick, the Manson follower at the end, that gets fucked up by uh, Cliff's dog, and then gets lit on fire by Leonardo's fucking flamethrower yeah but she, I, she, she's like screaming wildly and annoyingly uh i can't picture her face though well that she plays one of the killers so she's like this small girl that's overpowering what the fuck like this football player that makes zero sense jock football player and yeah it's which is sad because it was directed by the two people that directed ready or not starring uh Oh, yeah. Samara Weaving. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, there's only so much you could do with that franchise. And I I feel like, again, 
strong proponent of letting things die. They should have just let it die. Should have just let it die. But money. Money. <laughs> I wonder, did it do well in the box office? Um, In terms of nowadays, maybe. Maybe. It yeah. probably would have been better if it went to straight to HBO Max. <laughs> or Paramount Plus. If Wes Craven was still alive and he directed it. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other any other news? No, that's all I got, sir. All right, then we'll move on to spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Just imagine that there's a jingle here. Spoiler alert. All right. Uh, what have you been reading, watching, and/or listening to? Uh, haven't really been watching anything, but I did finish Mr. Mercedes. Nice. And you're right. Stephen King doesn't know how to write endings. <laughs> God. Well, you got to continue. Got to continue the series. Oh no, I already started. I already started Finders Keepers, but actually, I just started that today. But um, yeah, the the drama. There's no payoff, really. Yeah. Like, there's no tension because some you, as you know, and if just go read the book and so you understand what I'm talking I about. I mean, the book's at least ten years old. So yeah, if you haven't read it, your fault. But uh, so, Mister Mercedes is. In in the stadium, posing as the crippled guy, where he had the the suicide vest on and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mister Mercedes is the is the killer. Is the killer, and uh, Holly and Jerome had to be the ones to go stop him because uh, Detective Hodges was having a heart attack in the back. Yeah. Like the worst possible time to really start having a heart attack. I mean, he was he is overweight. Yeah. So. Uh, but I'm expecting like I don't know. Some kind of standoff, you know. The Mister Mercedes like spot Holly running at him, and yeah. they'd, he'd get like spooked, and something would happen. She just hits him upside the head with a sock full of ball bearings, and then that's it. Puts basically, him in a coma. yeah, that's it. Most like, and I was like, well, that the payoff on that wasn't that yeah. great. Yeah, I agree. Very anticlimactic. And then, of course, happy ending. Everyone got away scot free. They got keys to the city and can ride the bus for free for some reason. And uh, Hodges didn't get, uh, like, I don't know, charges pressed for doing police work without being a police officer. So there's that. But How far are you into uh, Finders Keepers? Oh, only maybe a few chapters. Uh, I didn't realize that it was going to be I don't know if it is the same timeline, but it it has the same events. Like I just got to where the guy they introduced in the beginning was in the line for the job fair that Mr. Mercedes drives mm-hmm. through. Yeah. And he just woke up in the hospital. That's that's as far as I'm at right now. Yeah, but I get this book gets weird. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Uh but I mean Mr. Mercedes was a good book. Yeah. It I read the whole trilogy, so yeah, I'm. I'm. Pla- that's that's my my plan is to read the whole trilogy. Uh, it was. I mean, it was good. It wasn't as good as I was hoping for, especially after coming off reading like eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, that's probably. I kind of one of his best books. Yeah, I've kind of set myself up for failure. Uh, and like I said, just the payoff. Just Stephen King, learn to write endings, please. <laughs> I mean. He's been writing for what, like fifty years, and he still can't write a fucking yeah. ending. Uh, it was just, 
I was expecting something to happen. I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. He gets hit, hit with the side in the head. Now he's in a coma. I wonder if Stephen we, King like released these books back to back, and that's how he like planned to have it. Yeah, well, at the end of the book, uh, uh, I forget his real name, but Mr. Mercedes is still in a coma, and he finally like wakes up and talks to the nurse, and that's how the book ends. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I know there was going to be a series. So I'm like, well, maybe they'll revisit that in the next one, maybe the last one. I don't know. But I know you know, and you're like, I can't tell you. (laughs) It gets weird. Yeah, I don't mind weird as long as it ends well. I mean, this next book gets weird. Okay, spoiler alert, how weird. Um, Tell me something weird that happens. He, Mr. Mercedes, likes talks through apps oh nice yeah that's how he talks to people he doesn't actually like he like ugh, never mind all right <laughs> all right but i i finished something that we can both talk about all right billy summers hell yeah yeah that was pretty good like, I, I, like I said the ending was also anticlimactic the way it there was a twist ending yeah i definitely wasn't expecting yeah that dude's I'll, mom to come out of the woods and shoot him yeah <laughs> but uh, Frank's mom. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? The, your bookshelf is out to get us. I feel like this Necronomicon is going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, when it was saying from Billy's point of view that he wrote, um, April that, or Alice that letter uh-huh. and he like walks off. I'm like, that's fucking lame. Same. But then it turns out that she, is finishing his book and like gave him a happy ending, but he, he really died. Yeah, he really died. But did you get the overlook hotel references and all that? Uh, well, I didn't, not that you <laughs> understood it, but like, I thought it was pretty cool. He yeah. That in. Yeah. Like how he, how Billy's writing his book in that, uh, in that cabin. Yeah. And, and he's like, he takes down the picture of the, or the painting of the hedge mazes mm-hmm. or the hedge animals. And, uh, he like looks over again and it's back up on the wall and he swears that the fucking animals have moved. At first the 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 monotone nature of the guy reading the book was like I thought he was really good at fucking at reading and doing all the voices. Yeah, at first well like I just heard him like I don't even know how to he's like Billy is in a car. It was just very <laughs> like monotone and to the point. And I was like if this is the entire book but then I I realized like that's how Billy's mind works. It's really just like, here's the facts and this is what's yeah. going to happen. So once I understood that, I was like, now I get why he's doing that. And it made me a lot more engaged. I liked all the preparation that he did for like yeah. the, the hit that he did on that mobster. And like, like when he was going to go collect his money mm-hmm. from Frank, uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, like called out like a bunch of Hollywood bullshit. And yeah. He did a lot of fucking like, prep work to like make himself look hispanic so he could act like, yeah. a, like a gardener to get I, to get past the gate and it was cool he's like posing as a writer and starts writing a story and his story was like super actually pretty good yeah yeah i, I like when he first started writing it it was when he was a child so like the person read it dumb yeah, yeah like sound like a child uh but the book is uh Billy Summers is a hitman who gets this 
two million dollar offer to take a sniper shot on this uh, other hitman that was going to spill secrets of this big media mogul, which uh, after he does it, the plan is to uh, get like to have other gangsters kill Billy mm-hmm. and fucking Billy outsmarts him and stuff. And then he goes after the one of the mobsters to get his money, and then we find out that the media mogul set it all up. Um, I feel like this book was like Stephen King, uh, like calling out everyone that was on Epstein's island. Oh yeah, definitely. And like what would be like a Hollywood Harvey Weinstein movie. Yeah, because the media mogul like uh, has sex with a minor, and you know the Harvey Weinstein and all that. Not just one, yeah, several. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that um, Stephen King didn't make Billy and Alice like have a romantic relationship. Yeah, like fucking he did for Mister Mercedes. I mean. Like, Miss yeah. Mercedes was old as fuck, and that one chick was a lot younger than him. That's true. Um, like, they they even said that they loved each other, but they never, yeah, like, kissed or had sex or anything like yeah. that. So, that was cool. The Have you ever watched um, Loudermilk? Uh, it sounds familiar, but no. With, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, what's his face? The guy from Office Space. Uh can never remember that guy's name. Don't remember. It's also got Will Sasso in it, which Will Sasso is the freaking man. Uh, Ron Livingston. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch Loudermilk? No. With him in it? Watch hey, Office Space. You should, because it's good. But uh, if anybody has watched it, I don't know, fucking watch it again. But the the chick that plays in there, she was like, uh, I think she did heroin, or maybe she was just an alcoholic. No, she was an alcoholic and a stripper, and he runs AA meetings, and he, like, took her in, and then they kind of came friends. That's who I imagine Alice is the entire time. She's played by this actress. Don't think I've ever heard of her. Yeah, she's good in that show, but, like, I couldn't not... For some reason, the the stories from that kind of matched up with the story from this. So I couldn't get her out of my head for that character. And now I'm going to be disappointed when it's not her in the movie that they're making or the mini series that they're making. Who would you, who would you cast as Billy? He had black hair. Cause Billy, did they say how old he was like in his forties or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, that's a good question. I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a little older, but could pass his like in his forties. Dude, honestly, Timothy Oliphant. Who's that? Uh, he's from uh, Justified. He was in the Jupiter's Legacy series. Uh, you'll fucking you'll be like, oh yeah, Duh. oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Wow, I've seen him in so many things. Never remembered his name. Uh, he's a great actor. That guy's yeah. He's in his fifties, and he also played Hitman. And oh yeah, that's w- right. One of the movies. 
So he already knows how to play a hitman. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like Meth Damon, what that guy's name is. Jesse Plemons? If he, I mean, I know he's kind of plump, but if he lost some weight. I, I, I don't see it. The way he talks, very matter-of-fact, reminds me a lot of Billy Summers, though. Timothy Oliphant can do that, too. That's true. Who else? Matt Damon. <laughs> Just Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> he's played a secret agent. Other than that, I can't. Off the top of my head, think of anybody. Who would you cast as Alice? That chick that I just showed you, Anya, whatever. Her Anya Sojavik. So, 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 so yeah, it's a weird name. Something like that. Yeah, Anya Sav. S-A-V-C-I-C. I don't know how you <laughs> freaking pronounce that. Um, Because Alice, she's in college, so she's 20s, like 20, early, yeah. early 20s. Um, I mean, if they were making it now, it'd be fucking Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but Alice is like an innocent, um, just, yeah, just like the most innocent fucking Rhode Island chick who gets sexual, sexually assaulted and, then, and yeah. B- Billy rescues her. Um, as he's trying to hide from the mob guys. So now he is kind of inadvertently brings her into his yeah. world. Yeah. Who was the guy that they meet at the cabin? What was his name? I can't remember. Serve with a B. Bucky? Yeah. Was it Bucky? I think so. Who'd you cast as him? Uh God damn. Every time I was like, who would I cast? I forget every actor ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, I've got nothing either. I, I, I'm just thinking. Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. He wouldn't have to do much to sit around in a fucking cabin. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you see that Bill Murray's being casted in Aziz Ansari's debut directorial film? No. Yeah, I, I don't know what the film's about or anything. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's Bill Murray playing Aziz Ansari. I got it. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Maybe too old. But... All I have in my fucking head is that the uh, Sully from Uncharted, not Mark Wahlberg, but from the fucking video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what about Josh Brolin? Ooh, him is he could probably play either one. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he might be a little too close looking to Billy's age than Bucky's, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good fucking. Or Mel Gibson. Did you ever watch Boss Level? Yeah. Mel Gibson, despite everything that he's ever <laughs> said or done outside of acting, he's a good actor. Have you watched Fat Man? Is, I haven't yet, no. Where, where you were telling Santa me about Claus? that, though. Uh, maybe Kurt Russell? Yeah. Play Bucky? We need someone that's, like, not so agile. So, like, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, because he was kind of just hopping along. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still drawing a blank on who would play Billy, but who I, do we? Is there a cast list for the miniseries, or has it not? I've not, I kept meaning to look it up so many fucking times, but I always forget because I can remember. Dude, my fucking bookshelf! <laughs> it just keeps falling. All of them just collapsed. I don't know. Oh no, it's my fucking. Pop figures, probably, hopefully. We can only hope. 
I don't think there's a cast list yet. I'm actually, I want to see. Now I'm all excited for it. They'll probably fuck it up. Well, they'll probably change the ending to a better one. I'm sure. Well, since we fucking read the book, we're going to be like, this fucking yeah, show is garbage. That's true. Happens every time. Have you been watching, reading, or listening to anything else? That's it. I've been doing stuff for my business. and then. Oh, you've been doing stuff? Yeah. Not podcast-related stuff? Not, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what have you been watching, sir? Um, Apple just came out with a new series called Severance, which stars Adam Scott, Zach Cherry, Britt Lauer, Tramel Tillman, Patricia Arquette, John Turturro, Christopher Walken, Hey, Yul Vasquez, and and more. Uh, it's a series directed by Ben Stiller and um, Wafi McArdle. Definitely, that's how you pronounce it. That's it. The synopsis is: Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. Uh, yeah, there's only two episodes out so far, but it's, so, like, you don't really know the mystery. Right. But there's definitely a fucking mystery and, like, an unsettling feeling because the, like, the people in the, in the building, you've, you've only met, like, a handful so far, but you're like, is this motherfucker, like, in on it? Are they gonna fucking, like, backstab Adam Scott's character? So, you don't really know what's going on but it's kind of, it's kind of eerie because it has like a 70s look and vibe but mm-hmm. it's set in modern day oh really like the computers have like the 70s 80s fucking thick ass look to them really yeah and the severance process seems to be like diet like divisive between like the office corporation whatever that they work at right. like the general population so huh. i'm definitely intrigued have you seen it hasn't come out yet but it's actually a show i'm really interested in it comes out i think can't hbo max it does it's called our flag means death i don't think i've heard of it it's got uh what's his name steed bonnet from like flight of the concords yes man he was like the Branch manager at the bank that Jim Carrey worked at, and yes, man, mm, New Zealand dude. What's his name? Oh, he plays. Sorry, his name is Reese Darby. This guy, you've never seen him before. <laughs> I mean, he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it has a uh, Taika Waititi in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, Our flag means death. That sounds like a serious. It, it's actually not. It's a comedy. The fuck? And uh, Reese Darby's character, he's like this. Uh, old British, British, because he's in New Zealand, so he's vaguely British, uh, like aristocrat, and he decides to sell all of his belongings to become a pirate. And Hell yeah. Taika Waititi is the pirate of the ship that he like hops on board of. That sounds familiar now. And it looks hilarious, and I can't wait for it to come out because I want to watch it, and I'll start reporting on it. I hope you don't. Maybe. All right, moving on to... Whatever the fuck we we, we suck. We suck. We need, really need to name this segment. <laughs> um, movie of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're moving on to the next movie and whatever the fuck the '90s Batman movies were. Well, well, 
we we ran out of time to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch, watch Dracula. So we're so busy providing this top quality content that we just <laughs> ran out of time to watch Dracula. But next week, definitely, for sure. Definitely next week. We we'll we'll get it. We'll make time. All right. So Batman Forever, directed by Joel Schumacher, who came in to replace uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, but Tim Burton stayed on as producer yeah that was what got me i was like it said tim burton at the beginning of the credits I was like this isn't a tim burton <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he was the biggest name so <laughs> uh it stars val kilmer tommy lee jones and jim carrey and the synopsis is batman must battle former district attorney harvey dent who is now two-faced and edward nigma the riddler with help from an amorous psychologist and a young circus acrobat who becomes his sidekick, Robin. Um, it was released on June 16th, 1995, to mixed reviews from critics who praised the visuals, action sequences, and performances of Carrie and Jones, but criticized the CGI, costume designs, and tonal departure from previous films. CGI. There wasn't much CGI. Oh, yeah, it was the 90s. <laughs> I thought the CGI looked fine for 90s CGI. I thought the movie... Uh, did you notice that did you rewatch it no oh so tommy lee jones as two-face was very heath ledger's joker like in the in the the very (laughs) first scene dude go ahead and rewatch it you'd be like oh i get it what do you mean like even the way he talked and his mannerisms it was it was almost like heath ledger ripped off just that section Took of the movie. inspiration. Right? <laughs> Plagiarize. No. Uh, to do the Joker, the voice obviously was different, but even his voice in the beginning kind of sounded like, because he was doing like a kind of a low whisper growl type talking, and it sounded like the Joker and like the way he spoke and his mannerisms. It was very Heath Ledger's Joker, and I was like, that is odd. Hmm. Don't believe you, but... Take your word for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull up the scene right now. Um, Watch yeah, along. Joel Schumacher came in to replace Tim Burton, but he gave us bat nipples and laundry karate. He gave us bat nipples until he got a new suit because the bat cave was destroyed. Oh, yeah. And that one didn't have nip- nipples, but Robin's suit, Robin suit had nipples. Still had nipples. Yep. Big old erect nipples. Yep. <laughs> uh, it did give us the first live-action appearance of Arkham Asylum. In a Batman film, though. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. Which was, it was very, I don't know, very short. Yeah. But. Uh, Keaton decided to not reprise his uh, Batman role because he did not like the direction the series was headed in and rejected the script. Which they definitely fucking made it more, like, lighter in tone. Yeah. Because they couldn't sell toys for Batman Returns because it was deemed too scary for kids. That makes sense. So they're like, let's let's put some nipples on toys. What did you think of Val Kilmer's performance as Batman? I liked it. Yeah, I didn't think it was a bad performance at all. I was actually wondering why he didn't come back. Um, wait, uh, shit. I think I read that Joel Schumacher and Val Kilmer like had a falling out. Like oh, they had really? like. Uh, then it have like the best relationship on on filming, so I can see that. Yeah, so <laughs> fucking, what's his face in the next movie? 
George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> became the most hated portrayal. Uh, yeah. Schumacher drew inspiration from the Dick Spraying Batman comic book era, which is like from the 50s. Oh, okay. Which was like lighthearted fucking shit because of the comic uh, rating association or whatever the fuck it was called. Mm-hmm. They made it so they couldn't criticize like the like the U.S. or fucking I don't know show blood and shit in, that's, in comics. Yeah, that's so stupid. Um, and it also took inspiration from the '60s TV series, of course. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I do like that um, Wayne Manor looked like a manor. Yeah, instead of in the instead first of a womanor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's got jokes. What was I going to say? No, in the first two movies, Wayne Manor kind of just looked like a haunted house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And this one actually looked like a mansion, like with the gate that you drove up to, and it had the row of trees leading to the nice front mm. door. It looked like an actual mansion in this movie. And I was like, all right, I like that direction at least. Yeah, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones took the role because he thought it would be like as big as Jack Nicholson's Joker portrayal. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, wrong yeah wrongo yeah uh jim carrey and um tommy lee jones like hated well tommy lee jones hated jim carrey and told him as such saying oh, that he really? hated like all of his movies and tommy lee jones kept trying to one up his performance compared to uh which you, the riddler you, you can't do really it's hard to one up Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey in yeah. any scene. Even when he's playing like a serious role, it's like, ah, you're not going to one-up Jim Carrey. But I, I know you you hate Jim Carrey as the Riddler, at least his portrayal of it in this movie. So dumb. But you got to <laughs> love Jim Carrey. I like a more serious Riddler. Not such a fucking cartoony one. I I liked it. I like, I, I, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan, especially... Back in the day, I actually was watching Ace Ventura the other day, just That's because a good movie. it's so good. But a lot of his mannerisms as the Riddler just remind me a lot, of, a lot of Ace Ventura and The Grinch, which are two of my favorite movies. So I liked it. Jim Carrey originally wanted to shave a question mark into a scalp. Oh, another question for his role as a Riddler, but had to scrap it due to him having to appear in court to finalize his divorce oh really yeah <laughs> uh so his hair right yeah was like buzzed in pink right yeah but then when he was promoting the uh device that would read people's brains oh yeah he had like his regular long hair like his regular long jim carrey hair but then he was go back to the regular riddler and it was buzzed in pink and i'm like where's all his hair coming from <laughs> <laughs> maybe the it made no sense. Maybe the device came with a wig, <laughs> a built-in wig. It was so odd. Speaking of uh, Two Face, Billy D. Williams accepted the role of Harvey Dent with the knowledge and expectation that Dent would eventually become Two Face. He reportedly had a clause put into his contract reserving the role for him in any sequels, which Warner Brothers had to buy out so they could cast Tommy Lee Jones. I, yeah, that's one of those what if. Yeah. Because, all right, what do you think of Billy D. Williams as an actor? Uh, He's okay. <laughs> just okay, right? He just, like, 
plays himself. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I wonder what he would do with the role as Two-Face. Like, would it even be captivating in any way? Or just be, oh, that's Billy D. Williams cosplaying yeah. as Two-Face in this movie. Just Billy D. Williams with makeup on his face. Um, At least, it, whether you like it or not, Tommy Lee Jones made the character. Like, he, Two-Face was an actual character, not just an extension of himself, you know? Eh. I don't know. You yeah, know. It, it's a what if. Like, I would have liked to see his portrayal. Like I Also, what if it was terrible? Then it would have been I mean, terrible. this movie wasn't the greatest Batman movie ever anyway, but still. I f- kind of feel like he would have had, like, a more serious portrayal. Maybe, yeah. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Thanks, Warner Brothers. They should have <laughs> had, like, two Batman Forevers being filmed simultaneously, one darker and one fucking... <laughs> yeah, this one's for the kids. This one's for yeah. the adults. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, in the brief time that Tim Burton was still considering doing a third Batman film, Riddler was the only villain that he planned on using. The idea of using Two-Face did not come up until Schumacher joined the project. What? Why did Tim Burton leave the role? Because Warner Brothers wanted it to be more lighthearted so I could sell toys to kids. So they couldn't just tell them um, maybe that was a Tim Burton thing. But like, Couldn't you just be like, hey, Tim, can we just lighten it up a little bit? I'm sure they Maybe they did. did, and he's like, fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah, I'm an artist. Fuck no. <laughs> this is my movie. And Warner Brothers is like, psych, this is our movie. The fuck off for a lot. But we'll use your name to make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to put money up for this movie that you don't want to be made, you'll make some money, hopefully. Yeah, Joel Schumacher's decision to put nipples and enlarge cod pieces on the bat costumes, as well as an earring on Robin, caused controversy unsurprisingly Schumacher said he wanted the costumes to have an anatomic look while the earring was supposed to make Robin more hip. Yeah. Cause that was a thing in the nineties. Having one earring. That's at, I mean, I was watching it with Kayla and he was just, she was even like his one earring annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> Did she like the, the scene where he's doing laundry karate? No. Where he's fucking we squeezing. We hated that. Cause it was squeezing the fucking, uh, the water out of the clothes uh, all over the floor. What are you doing? It was literally for no reason. It was to show his skills, man. Uh, <laughs> I, whatever. I don't. I didn't. I don't. I don't even know how to fucking say this. I'm not opposed to having a Robin in this movie. Just not him. Yeah, I would have liked a, a younger, more like. Uh, age accurate Robin. Yeah. yeah. Instead of him supposed to be in his 20s, but definitely in his 30s. And then uh, the suit just looks stupid. You look like a you look like a grown ass man in a little kid's yeah. suit. Like, stop well, doing the what you're doing. suit uh, was the third Robin's like suit mm-hmm. that took inspiration from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but still. In the comics, it looks way better. Also. Like his nick, the origin of the name Robin in this film, so dumb. <laughs> I swooped in to save him like a Robin. Yeah. What the, it's almost nope. as bad as the the Dark Knight Rises, <sighs> where at the end he collects uh, 
whatever from that fucking lady and she's like oh you should go by your full or your real name robin yeah it's like shut, shut up. up it's not his real fucking name that's fucking this is alias his fucking superhero name yeah uh, anyway if, if i saw someone swoop in to save buddy is anybody i wouldn't be like oh you swooped in like a robin i'd be like you swooped in like a bird because that's yeah. what they do swooped in like a fucking eagle eagle crow anything <laughs> Yeah, uh, Schumacher also claimed that the basis for the Batman and Robin suits came from the statues of the gods of ancient Greece. Sure, it was. Also, the R on his the yeah. Robin's suit when Batman finally sees him in attire, he's like, "What's the R for?" He's inside I'll, of attire. Yeah, I would have been like, it'd been funny if he didn't call himself Robin yet. You know, and he's like, "What's the R for?" Richard, my name? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Dick Grayson, I'm Richard. Uh, yeah, Robin's origin in the movie has elements of all three comic Robin's origins. The first Robin, Dick Grayson, uh, they're him and his parents were in the circus, and they get murdered. And the second Robin, Jason Todd, he's caught uh, stealing wheels off of the batmobile nice but in this movie he's fucking he just takes it for a fucking joyride yeah because he's a fucking cocky asshole and jason's father is killed by two-face oh okay and timothy drake the third robin discovers bruce wayne's secret identity as does the movie robin but tim drake does it better because he actually has detective skills and fuck uh, yeah uh he doesn't just uh, trapezes way into the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he like figures out uh, like Batman's secret identity and like the code to get into the fucking, into the bat cave. Oh, nice. And Batman's so impressed with his fucking skills. That he's like, yeah, you might hired. die like the last one, but <laughs> you're the new Robin. Uh, that was another scene that annoyed the shit out of me is when Alfred was going down to the bat cave and he like trapezed his way down into the door <laughs> The door took so long to swing close, he probably could have just climbed down the steps and ran there and got there. But no, they had to show him swinging and being all athletic. And annoying. Yeah. Like Chris O'Donnell. <clears throat> what I, What movies has he been in lately? Probably nothing. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he? Well, not movies, but wasn't he in like one of the CSI fucking spinoff shows? The one, I, I think it was the one with LL Cool J. Oh yeah, it was in CIS Los Angeles. Yeah. Yep. Any movies? I'm trying to. I'm trying to see like the most recent. 2003 Navy NCIS. Let's see. Was that a movie? He was in Max Payne in 2008. Oh fuck! I feel like he was like Max Payne's fucking partner that betrayed him or something. He was in uh, Dogs and Cats, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. <laughs> in 2010 so wait was he even good enough to be in the original uh i don't think so wow oh hawaii 5 apparently he's in which has ran until 2020 it was a show on cbs holy shit so, i thought i thought that ended after like two seasons same. or something but as far as i can tell he does a lot of voiceover work for like documentaries and stuff hmm. uh he did World War II in HD, The Air War. He must have did the narration for that. Uh, Super Bowl's greatest halftime shows. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he's in a movie called The Double from 2013. And that's it. 
that's probably straight to DVD. Yeah, I, it had a uh, Jesse Eisenberg in it, mm. and uh, Mia Wasikowski. Kowska? I don't know. Never heard of her. Me neither. Oh, you you would know her if you seen her personally. It's uh, we're friends. That chick. Uh, she's been in stuff. Probably. <laughs> Probably has, but <laughs> uh, uh, she was in Alice in Wonderland, twenty ten. Oh, she, was she Alice? I think so. Oh shit! All right, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I do know her personally. There you go. <laughs> All right, so a list of people considered for the role of Batman: William Baldwin. Oh Jesus, Daniel Day Lewis. That'd been. You couldn't make it bright with daniel day yeah he probably saved his career by passing on this role <laughs> i'll take your batmobile kurt russell that'd been like captain ron era kurt russell oh yeah oh, i guess this is 90 whatever uh, 95 he would have been you the been. shit back then um yeah wait was he in no that was patrick swayze that was in fucking point break <laughs> it was one of them. They, they look similar. Yeah. Um, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Ethan Hawke would have been, I feel like it would. Wouldn't Ethan Hawke been like 19? Yeah. Uh, Ralph Fiennes. Oh. Fiennes? Is it Fiennes? It's Fiennes, yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom. Weird. Oh. <laughs> There's a snake in my bat boot. Um. Yeah, that would have been... That's right around Toy Story era, isn't it? That same year. Nice. Uh, I was going to say Forrest Gump, but that came out in, like, fucking 92. Yeah. That's crazy that, that that movie came out in 92. I thought it came out, like, way later. I read today that he just teamed up with the the writer the and Avengers? producer. Yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks <laughs> is in the Avengers now. <laughs> with the writer and producer of uh, uh, Forrest Gump for another movie. It's not another Forrest Gump movie, but another movie. Who directed that? Someone big, yeah. Uh, you're gonna make you're gonna make me look it up. You're gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Uh, and also Johnny Depp, who also would have been like 19. Yeah, for sure. Robert Zemeckis. Mm. Wow, that sounds like a name that would have been on Epstein's island. <laughs> uh, check the logs. Yeah. Uh. This movie's definitely not as bad as the next one. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with Thurman. It's Poison Ivy. Yeah. And Bane's in it. Who plays Bane in that? I don't know. It has to be like a professional wrestler. Yeah. I feel like, I'm right? pretty sure it's like a like a actual like luchador, possibly. Well, while we got it on the line, let's look it up. Do, 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 do. Ooh. This dude's name is Jeep Swenson. Hell yeah. That's a fucking name. <laughs> Robert Alexander Jeep Swenson Jr. Holy fuck. Was an American professional wrestler, stuntman, and actor. That's a fucking name. Jesus. 6'4", 405 pounds. That's 405 a big, pounds? That's a big old boy. I mean, that's it's been the most accurate looking portrayal so far. Yeah, for sure. Unlike 5'9", Tom Hardy, or 5'8". I mean, he was also a professional powerlifter, obviously. Mm, same. Look at that guy. That's yeah. A big old guy. Fucking huge. I've never heard of him before. Oh, hey. Here's a picture with him and Kevin Nash. 
Kevin Nash is fucking tall. Yeah, he is. He's like seven feet tall. <laughs> that guy's six four. So, Kevin, anyways, yeah. Kevin Nash was in the Punisher. He was also in the Longest Yard. He was also in the WCW. He was also in the WWE. Wait, yeah, he was in WCW. He was part of the NWO. He's part of. He was in NWA. NWA. He's <laughs> been right. He's been at it for a minute. Yeah. The. Yeah, we'll talk about Bane next week. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Dracula next week. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to add to this start of a train wreck? The action? Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much action in this movie. Batman still couldn't turn his head independently. Oh, that scene was the best when he was flying out of the Batcave to go wherever Two-Face and uh, the Riddler were in, in the Bat jet, I don't know what the fuck he calls it. Bat plane, but like he's flying past the uh, Batman symbol, and Commissioner Gordon's on the roof. And I don't know if he, he gives him a thumbs up or a oh, wave or whatever. He's, he's just, <laughs> he has to turn his entire body out the window. Yeah, that, God, that was so good. That's one of the most famous gifts ever. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, ooh, I wonder if we have any reviews. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, keep forgetting. Nope, can't believe we got Nestle, of the official Nestle account, to give us a review. <laughs> um, um, would you take a sponsorship from Nestle? Fuck no, no. I mean, maybe for a million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say, what if they give you a million dollars? A million dollars a piece, and a piece of that Kit Kat bar. What are we? What are we called? Pop culture bicycle. Pop culture. Segway. There's no segways. No news. Well, if you want to leave us a review, you can do so. Apple Podcasts, and you can. I don't know if you can in app. I don't yeah. in app in your notes app. Write a review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how about this? If you leave us a review, you be a review. You'll automatically be entered into a drawing where we'll pick one of your names and just read your name on the air and do yeah, nothing. And how's that sound? And you'll get Luke's love. You'll Not win mine. a sponsorship from Nestle Official. For Nestle Official. <laughs> Nestle Official will leave you a review <laughs> for free. Nestle Official, the official reviewer of the Pop Culture Bikes <laughs> Podcast. The official reviewer of reviews. They review reviews. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, um, hit us up on Instagram. Do I say that in the outro? I don't know. Uh, I think I say that in the you do. pre-recorded outro. You do. But get in touch with us. Touch us. <laughs> Reach out and touch us. <laughs> Reach out and touch space or whatever that, however that song touch goes. Touch face. Um, yeah, leave us a review. You can send us an email. Or don't. Actually, send us a fax. Yeah. Send us a singing telegram. But don't send us late for dinner or whatever. <laughs> Actually, rent a plane, skywriting. Rent a plane, crash it into Luke's house. Whoa, you can't say that these days. You can't say that post 9-11. All right, fine. Crash it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for fucking tuning in. Lie to your friends. Lie to your friends and say this is the best podcast you ever listened to. Not just because it's true, but because you're a liar. <laughs> um, you're a habitual liar. 
I don't think you can leave us reviews on Spotify, but you can rate us like five stars. Actually, just rate us any star. Just give us a rating at the yeah, moment. Yeah, because we need like an average <laughs> amount of ratings for it to fucking show up. Yeah. And I think it helps us in like discoverability. It does. It discoverability and it helps us with sponsors. Yeah. So go and do. Also, if you want to sponsor us, just do it. Yeah, give us money. Give us money. Speaking of, Patreon. Give us money. Patreon.com forward slash pop culture bicycle. Give us money. Get early access to episodes and bonus episodes every month. Yep. Most uh most early episodes go up two days early, earlier than the rest of the the rest of the galaxy gets it. And your father will love you. Finally. 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 But as we say, Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Bicycle and on Twitter at Pop Culture Bike. You can follow me on Instagram at Pop Culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K E W A Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at Pop Culture Bicycle at gmail.com or use hashtag Pop Culture Bicycle on Twitter. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. 